Welcome to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast, where we mix business, law of attraction, spirituality, and well-being with great guests and phenomenal stories. You'll hear hints, tips, and up-to-the-minute information on digital communication from an expert in her field. Pearl has some wonderful individuals in her networks, and she will be interviewing them all at some point in the future. Enjoy your listening. Hello, 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 and welcome to a very special Pearls of Wisdom podcast. And anyone that's catching us on Facebook, yes, we are going out live on Facebook, live streaming at the same time. But if you don't catch the Facebook, you can always review that and the episode will be put onto the Pearls of Wisdom podcast this evening. So it'll all be ready for you. Now, today... I'm speaking to a very special lady. Up until this very interview, we've been conversing via Messenger and LinkedIn. And now we're actually getting the chance to talk properly. And it's going to be absolutely wonderful. Today, I'm speaking. (laughs) (laughs) Today, I'm going to speak to Kat Stansick. Now, Kat is a wonderful, wonderful lead boss now what i'm going to do is i'm going to read the introduction that you give on your linkedin profile cat because it is wonderful and anyone that isn't following cat yet i want to make sure that by the end of this you are because this lady is phenomenal right cat is a time crunched expert and influencers turn to me to scale their business with a proven and systematic way to generate more organic quality leads so they can increase their revenues with more ease just wow wow when you see that you think yes that's exactly what i want to do welcome cat thank you i appreciate it it's always good to know when you write something that resonates (laughs) it is and with linkedin it's knowing just how much you can fit in that's very small space. <laughs> they do limit you a little bit. So yes, it actually it used to be 120 characters before it was 160. So it was even more difficult, uh, you know, months and years ago when you had to try to say even more with less space. <laughs> and also I found just a little tip. If you're using an iPad or a tablet as opposed to the browser on your computer, you can get a few more characters in so it's Mm -hmm. worth it I always edit on the iPad because I can get more characters in hey it's all legal (laughs) and it's just making sure that we get that message across Mm -hmm. now Kat I'm going to start this interview the same way as I've asked every other guest for the International Women's Day series could you please share your career story today because I know with International Women's Day, we're aiming to see if we can touch young girls, women, anywhere that are pivoting in their career. And I know whatever you're going to share, it's going to really give those golden nuggets, those pearls of wisdom to people. So could you share your career story? Absolutely. So, you know, some people are born awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, uh, there was a there was a, 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 you know, there was a while ago that I read this. So excuse me if I don't get all the details right. But um, they had done a study with butterflies. So butterflies, you know, go into a cocoon and they have to force their way out of the chrysalis or the cocoon in order to, you know, complete their transformation. And a lot of times what we see is, you know, we kind of empathize and we say, oh God, like, why would they have to struggle? Why they have to force their way through and fight their way? 
So some scientists went and created holes for the caterpillar to be able to, you know, escape faster and more easily. And what they discovered was the process of having to force your way through actually is what enabled the butterfly's wings to expand, which allowed them to fly away. And when it was facilitated for them, the butterflies were more apt to be killed by predators. They were, they died faster, you know, all the things because their wings hadn't been fully developed because the process wasn't there. And so that has been, I think, very uh, common experience for a lot of women, for I think a lot of human beings. We've all been through grade school and high school, and I will, you could not pay me enough to go back there. But I remember very early on, um, I was probably, you know, fifth grade, maybe where I was sitting in the bathroom by myself eating my lunch and I was being bullied at school. I had no friends. I mean, it was just not... a a good place. And I had a lot of blessings that a lot of other people didn't have. It's not to say that, but that was my experience. And so I remember sitting in that bathroom thinking, this isn't it. This can't be how I live my life. This can't be the future for me. And I refuse. I refuse to walk the path that's been laid in front of me. Now, between then and getting to here, there have been plenty of other things that I've had to overcome and get through and experiences, things that I would never even wish on my enemy. But all of it has enabled me to get to where I am today because I held the belief that I could do more and I could be more than what I was being told I was. So the triggers of not being enough and being too much were all there for me. And that's a lot of what my experiences were growing up was being told, stop being so much this and you need to work on your weaknesses and going, you know, I, I pursued the American dream, right? So, you know, checked all the boxes to be the super hyper successful corporate woman, got my MBA, did all the things. And I remember in that experience that I was constantly told you're never going to succeed unless you improve your weaknesses. Now I will tell you my weaknesses allied a lot in terms of lied in the fact that I could not pay attention to very small details. Filing is a challenge for me. (laughs) The alphabet has a sequence, not in my brain. (laughs) There are letters that get replaced. And I just, I, you know, not kidding. I had been fired in college for (laughs) not being able to properly file uh, uh, things in, in the job. So those are always the things that I was hyper-focused on. And yet I still wasn't achieving all this success, which is why I went and got my MBA because I had been blocked at this administrative level as a female. So I had started off as a business, you know, uh, an office manager, a receptionist, office manager, business operations manager, all the titles that really meant that I was just an admin, right? I was there to be subservient and to support other people in their success and never really be able to do it for my own. So what I started looking at was how this was serving me because as selfish as I was, (laughs) you know, I had to start looking at what I wanted out of life. So I got my MBA because it was the thing that was going to enable me to break past that ceiling. Because when you're an MBA, at least you have some more street cred when it comes to the corporate world. So I got the high paying, you know, fancy corporate gig and started doing consulting and as much as I learned, my soul was dying every day. It was just, it wasn't my passion. I was living someone else's dream and it just wasn't mine, but I did all the things. I got the higher education degree. I got the big, you know, thing that I could be proud of on my resume and had, you know, powerhouse, whatever. So I started really getting frustrated with the fact that I wasn't achieving things, even though I was putting effort in. And so what happened was, is I basically Googled what's my passion. 
no joke, opened the browser and Googled what's my passion. And this was in 2011, I believe was when I actually, uh, 2011 Googled what's my passion. So at the time there weren't a lot of search results that came back for that, except for this quiz they wanted $47 for me to tell, for them to tell me what my passion was. And I said, hell no, I'm not paying $47 for you to tell me what my passion is. I'll just figure it out myself. And so I didn't. <laughs> so through the process of just kind of starting this real self-discovery after I had been identified by other people's labels and trying to achieve what other people identified as success, I actually ended up hiring a life coach of my own. And who was more than $47, let me tell you that. <laughs> and in the process, I this was my first uh, kind of glimpse into personal development of really kind of checking in with myself. What was my truth? What was the thing that I really wanted versus constantly trying to live out other people's expectations? So I basically jumped in. I barely did any research. And I'm like a research, like I want to know all this stuff. I want to experience everything. Um, have all the information before I make a decision. And I jumped in and I just basically plopped down $10,000 for a life coaching certification. And it changed my life. That first meeting, I remember I made everyone cry and, and not in the painful way, but I was so good at this. I was just learning this skill set, and I was helping people really connect to their truth and being able to live that on a daily basis. And I was like, this, this is what I want to do. I want to have this kind of impact, not something that might potentially have an impact 20 years down the line and never get credit for it, but have looking someone in the eyes and saying, you made a difference. That's what I was looking for. That was feeding my soul. So through the process of kind of going through the certification, learning more about myself, um, you know, going through the personal development really just helped me stand in my own power. And where I was doing all of this while working in the consulting position. And what happened was, is this huge shift. I really was fed up with trying to improve my weaknesses. And I started leaning completely into my strengths. I started showing up as this powerful self that I am, I started taking more ownership and driving things forward. And what happened was, is I started getting promoted. I started getting recognized. I started getting more money. I started climbing up the corporate ladder, but that's not where I wanted to go. I saw the, the life that people were living. I saw the ulcers and the alienated children and the obesity and the divorce rates at that level of success was only by a metric of income yeah. and it's not what I wanted. So I started my own business because the only way that I was going to create time and freedom for myself in terms of income was to be able to make that money and own my time myself. Yeah. So I created a transition plan. It didn't go quite the way I wanted to. I had a couple kids, right? But I finally got out. And when I finally left I had my best month in terms of income. And then I had my best quarter and then my best year and then my next best year and then my next best year, right? So it just really created this cascading effect of possibility and abundance that I hadn't been able to fully step in before. And so to get to where I am now in business was looking at what were the things that made me successful and how was I able to generate clients? And so stepping fully into the lead boss branding, as you will, um, people started coming to me and asking me how I was doing it. And I reverse engineered the process and looked at how was I getting clients? What was it that was going on? And it really came down to the relationship yeah. and 
the willingness of those people to invest a high dollar amount because I had valued the relationship because they could see I could generate results and supporting them to achieve their goals. And so how do you do that in less time was what I started to craft. And it's what I teach my clients to do now is being able to generate those high touch, high trust relationships fast from people so that they start buying from you sooner so that they can get the results that they want in their life and their business. Wow. Just wow. That is just phenomenal. And yes, I can see. If you haven't heard any of my podcast previously, I have a favorite word and it begins with S and it's synchronicities. Mm-hmm. And listening to you and what you're saying, very similar, very similar. I've always been a high achiever. I will go all out to get as high as I can. Mm-hmm. And I used to think that was corporate. But corporate, you just wear yourself out. You you, you do. I mean, I was doing 18, 21 hour days. And it was, and because I was on a very high pay rate, I kept giving more and more to the client. So really, it brought my pay rate down because I was giving more hours. But it, at the time, in my head, I thought the more I was doing, the more I was helping. And it wasn't because I was I was selling my soul, basically. And it, it just it's not it's not what you want to do at all. Yet when you step back and you say no, for COVID for me has been a great chance to step back and see who else can I serve instead of being the corporate. Yes, I still have corporate clients, but seeing how can I do the one to one and how can I work and help people using the skill set that I've got. So listening to you sharing your story is just wonderful. And where you said about the coaching, I'm hoping you're going to agree with me here. The only thing I find is sometimes coaching gets a bad name because you've got so many people that have done a two day course and and they set themselves up as a coach because they've had problems they need to work through. Mm-hmm. And that's where I put the caveat out to everyone. Look at people like Kat that has done the proper training, has the certification, has the experience and the reviews that says, yes, she does what she says she can. A lot of these two-day, one-day specials, people have problems themselves and they have not worked through those problems and they then take on clients that they are not qualified to help. Absolutely. And, and I mean, I'm beyond even just certified, I'm accredited. So I am accredited by the ICF and I'm about to um, put in my application for the MCC, which is the highest level of accreditation that you can have with this independently governing body, which is internationally recognized. And nowhere on my profile am I positioning myself as a coach. See, I'm a strategist and a consultant who leverages coaching capabilities as part of my process. But I am a firm believer that coaching really happens through an experience. And sometimes you can help someone achieve their truth faster by just telling them what to do. Like (laughs) there are just some times where it's very applicable. And there are other times where it's even more empowering when someone steps into their truth. And so what is that balance? What is that duality? And I think that that is something that when you're able to really harness it becomes a very powerful experience for people, not only as me, as the the strategist and coach and consultant, but as the client, because then you're really able to amplify results faster. Because sometimes it's not about necessarily just sitting there and trying to tune in, but getting enough to start doing the work. Because a lot of people just stay stuck 
instead of actually trying things out. And there's, you know, everything has to do with mindset. If you're not where you are, where you want to be in business right now or in life, it's not because you probably don't know what to do. It's probably because you're not connected to it and you're not um, on the same energetic alignment and vibe and, and vibration as the person who already has created that in their life. Yeah, definitely. And when you said that, I don't like the the title coach. I've added it because of COVID and everything, almost on a one-to-one, but I've always been a consultant. It's been overused, right? And what happened was, is because it's not a, um, you know, having a certification isn't the same as an accreditation, but so many people saw the value and it increased people's perceived value to be able to charge more. And now it's been saturated and overused and misused by a lot of people um, doing exactly what you were talking about, that it's actually now, um, it it, it diminishes value sometimes, unless you have a very specific niche or something like that. But really at the end of the day is your ability to deliver results consistently and predictably is what people are looking for. And so the best case study, of course, is always yourself. And so leaning into that first and foremost, and you talked about that is how have you achieved it for yourself so that at the end of the day, we are always a version of our clients. We are the after to someone's before. And that is perfect. That's where I love where you say the consulting and the strategy, because you find as soon as someone gets to the top of their profession, it's always the strategy that they teach others, that they train, that they consult about. And when people start to mention that, you realise just where they are in that tree, in that hierarchy. And I'm just loving hearing everything you're sharing. I really am. I'm going tick, 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 tick. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. I mean, is there any particular key places within your career you can say, yes, that's one I'm really proud of? I mean, you've you've achieved so much. You know, I think it's always a mix of personal and professional. Um, And a lot of times, you know, we're taught growing up to have these siloed experiences. Um, You know, I was proud that I got the highest award in the firm, you know, because I need external validation. That's just how I function. I'm working through that. But, you know, we recognize where our weaknesses are. Um, You know, I'm proud that um, my business is, you know, tripled last year and is doubling over that this year. Um, I'm proud that I can spend time, you know, loving on my kids. Mine are seven, five, and two right now, um, that I'm doing all of this with three kids for them. I mean, they just started going back to school. Um, some of them, the two-year-old's still at home, you know, it's not an overachiever yet, but <laughs> like, you know, being able to do all that and manage it and, and call in the right support services, you know, it's really interesting how people put on the facade that they've done it all themselves. And I'm here to say, no, anybody that you're looking up to, anybody that is someone that you admire, they're not doing it by themselves. There's a slew of people supporting them, whether it's your parents, if you're a single mom, who's enabling you to have the education and pursue that, or, you know, takes care of the kids so that you can get in that few extra hours on the weekends to do the thing, or it's the nanny or the au pair or this, even sending your kids off to school, right? Whatever it is, just being really recognized, you know, recognizing where the support's coming in, because all of that is supporting abundance and calling more of it into your life. And I think that's where um, a lot of people, when they start getting more and more successful, that's the fork in the road. It's not, you know, I see a lot of this happen. I see this happen with my clients, which is more work, more money, more work, more money. And there's just this equation and to the point where you just, you can't work more to make more money. 
And so how do you start doing this? How do you start working less and making more money? Um, really comes back to all of those experiences that you're proud of. You know, how did you manage having multiple kids and running your business? Those skill sets are transferable over into you being able to learn how to be able to work less and make more money. And a lot of times, especially, I don't, I don't know, maybe it's men too, but I can only speak from a woman's perspective. We tend to dismiss all of our qualifications and all of our experience from, let's say, a corporate experience or a different niche or whatever, and think that when we become entrepreneurs, we are starting over from scratch and that we don't get to own that authority and expertise that we've already created, that we don't get to parlay that over into this new thing that we're doing. And it's not true. And we dismiss ourselves and we don't charge enough. We don't stand in our worth. And there are plenty of people who are willing to pay people a very premium price point if they're willing to receive it. And I think a lot of our moments of being proud and all that is our ability to learn how to receive even more and to use that to continue to scale ourselves and our business. Definitely. And I love that you're using words like abundance and vibration and everything because that's that's the way I work now. I bring in law of attraction, spirituality to business. Mm -hmm. And the conversations I've had on LinkedIn where they've said spirituality doesn't doesn't sit with business. And I say, yes, it does. Yes, it does. I said, so this well-being has everything to do with it. (laughs) You bring in the vibration. Once you're at a high enough level, you connect with the people that are on the same vibration as you. And where you were saying the transferable skills and everything, when I first, we've had something called IR35 that's brought in in the UK for Mm -hmm. contractors, freelancers, they were, it used to be the best gig in the world and you'd go in and you'd then your accountant would sort out all your taxes and everything. But a lot of people were going in as a consultant, but working for 13 years as one person. Well, then you're an employee. You're not a consultant if you're working for 13 years. So the government has brought in this IR35, that if you are doing a role that could be done as an employee, you get paid like that and you can't necessarily do all the things that you would as freelance or with your own company. So things started to get quiet for a while because companies weren't sure what they were allowed to do. Contractors weren't sure. So I thought, right, I'm going to do the one-to-one Gig. And like you say, this is when you learn who your tribe is. Yeah. And I, I connected with these women that I'd known for ages. And we're sitting there and they'd be saying, right, what c- can you do? And I said, well, I can do this, this and this. Everything I'd done in corporate. And they said, how much? So I gave them my corporate rates because that's what I was used to. And the look of shock, I went to to almost, I know in retrospect it was wrong. But I went and I started doing things for free because I knew in corporate I had got this fantastic profile. But when I was doing one to one, people didn't know what corporate stood for. They didn't know. Yes, they recognised the names of the companies, but they didn't realise the amount of achievement it needed to get there. So I ended up I was doing stuff for free thinking, well, once they saw the quality but it doesn't work like that. It hits your confidence and everything. So it is just knowing, like we go back to that abundance. When you're at the right vibration, you call in the right people that resonate with you all the time. When I'm doing, when I was giving away stuff for free, I was coming from lack. I wasn't giving myself. Well, and you were talking to people who were in lack too. And so they couldn't therefore become abundant in terms of their ability to pay because they couldn't receive 
abundance from you in terms of delivery. So even you could give them the best marketing, the best, whatever it is, and they wouldn't be able to leverage it because they themselves were not in a place where they could see the possibilities and opportunity. Um, you know, it, it, it really isn't very often, you know, there's things you can teach, which is what I like doing with my clients. And, you know, I always talk about small hinges, swing big doors. So a lot of times when someone has something that they're selling, it's not these huge overhauls. It's not a new website. It's not 52 new lead magnets that really need to happen, but it's these small tweaks that can really open up the floodgates to abundance for not only you to be able to find your people, right? And have the right conversation, but for you to also receive abundantly in return and doing it more with ease, which is the hard part because I'm a doer. Like I am like, tell me how to do it. Like, give me a plan. I'm going to go and do it. And the problem that a lot of doers have is they can't really be. And so when you say you need to receive, you need to be in an in a, in abundance mindset, their reaction is always, how do you do that? <laughs> and so it's like mm, missing the point. So, you know, there, of course there's things to do, but it really is a state of mind But then on the flip side too, it's, you don't want to always be in being because when you're just being, you're not actually doing anything. So it's finding that right recipe that each and every single one of us has. And all of us are born with a recipe for success. Everybody here listening, watching in our space that we're connected to has achieved success in some capacity or another. First of all, you're alive. Congratulations. You learned how to breathe, right? Like you walked, you figured some stuff out. You learned how to swim. You learned how to tie your shoes. You learned how to ride a bike. You learned how to read. There are a lot of things that we learned and overcame things that were so inherently impossible at the time that are now so easy. And so if we lean into trusting ourselves and being able to really be confident in our abilities to not only be, but also do and learn, then abundance is just a matter of timing and time in and of itself doesn't actually exist. So if we can stand in that space and that confidence, continue to do and continue to receive, then success is absolutely inevitable. Yeah. And I'm just saying literally as you've been speaking, I've just seen all these hearts going up, up, up on Facebook. We've got some lovely ladies here that are saying, Arlette Kelly is saying, she's saying, hi, ladies, wonderful, very true experience, transferable skills, alignment resonates. We've got Deb McGuire Day that says, love this discussion and can relate to what you just said uh, what you just said about and then we've got josephine sandra caligira wonderful lady she's she she is phenomenal and she's saying hi to both of us and she's saying yes great being able to watch us and so true so all these people that are coming on that's just catching us live what what i've said when i've done this previously when we've gone live won't be able to answer necessarily questions unless people do have questions that they want us to actually look at. But we'll probably go in afterwards and see. And I'm sure, Kat, that you'll be able to see. And if people are asking you set questions. Absolutely. Well, I've just opened up the, sc- the scroll here. So if I see someone pop a question and I'm always more than happy to answer that. Because I got so I'd forgotten we were live. I was so. <laughs> oh, yes, I think <laughs> I was so enthralled by listening to your story it's just 
is just wonderful. It really is. I mean, so if we throw that out to anyone watching, if you do have any questions for Kat, by all means, please put them down. And I do apologise. I didn't look before. It's just we were so into the discussion and actually seeing just what. And hello to my son. I see my sons were watching as well. <laughs> So yes, so all the all these ladies resonate with exactly what we're saying, and I think, like I said, law of attraction, vibration, abundance goes hand in hand with business. I don't think you can truly be successful unless you understand exactly how that law of attraction works. <laughs> right. Well, you know, it's it's interesting because you know if we're going into the online marketing aspect of things, which is where I live and breathe, essentially, um, you know. They're, they're, I remember in corporate and I'm going to, I'm going to tie this back in. So watch me go all over the place here real quick. Um, I remember women being promoted and so few times did they reach back. So few times did they reach back. There was a facade of it, maybe a little bit, but so few times, but I see it happen a lot with men. So they've done studies about this, where when it relates to, when it comes to mentors in the workspace, um, how women use a mentor is for processing, for emotional support. How men use mentors is by providing them connections and opportunities. It is intrinsic within our nature. And I'm not saying that we need to dismiss our feminine energy, right? Of that, that's the being. And so when I let me clarify, the feminine energy is the being, and the male, the masculine energy is the doing. So I am a woman who stands in her masculine when it comes to doing, obviously, but I also stand a lot in my feminine when it comes to my little wooey side and stuff like that. <laughs> so if we look at that, when it comes to scaling and growing your businesses, even when it comes to personal development, how are you supporting other people? Yeah. How are you giving to also receive? Now I know the act of giving isn't in of itself receiving, and that's great, but where are you also just enjoying life and rising to that energetic vibration so that you can achieve and receive more. And so part of it is looking at, you know, what has someone done for you? How are you doing that for other people? In the online space, men support each other. Now, I'm not saying women don't, but there's a difference. When we look at like people who are really, really high up the, the ladder, those men are promoting and selling each other services. Yeah. I see too often women who say, I'll promote one or two things, but I can't, and they're not saying this out loud, but they're thinking it. I can't sell your stuff to my people because if they're going to buy from someone, they better buy from me. Yeah. And what I want to invite more women to do is to be a conduit and understand that by doing the thing that is naturally, um, you know, an asset to most of us is by creating community, by creating conversation that you can allow someone to get bigger results faster by introducing them to the right level of support. Because when they're ready for you, they're going to come back because they're going to remember the experience that you provided them versus this, where's your credit card? Let me make sure it clears kind of approach and more so focused on building the relationship and allowing more people to come to you by enabling people to get to other people as well. So I'm not saying don't sell, absolutely sell, make money. It's good, right? But enable a platform, a community, a tribe of support so that all of us can rise and not just a select few. Yeah, definitely. And this is what I've done with the International Women's Day Project. I've gone out. Perfect example. I, 
I specifically went out for inspirational, empowered women that wanted to share and show others how to get to where we've got to. And like you say, there's so many people that don't like that, that they they almost and it is unfortunately it is women in especially in corporate once they get up there instead of saying well done come on come and join me they're thinking what well, i've got here i'm not going to let anyone else get here and they almost because they, if they come then they're going to take from me and i've only yeah. got this small little piece and it's yeah. just the opposite right exactly. exactly and it is i mean this is what i'm looking to do i mean i know from the spiritual woo-woo side i know that my my purpose is to give those without a voice a voice. I want everyone to have a voice and to be heard. And this is why I think this has had such a big impact, because I've got a whole tribe of people behind me, whether be it wherever people see it, whether it's my spirit guides, whether it's the universe, whether it's source, whether it's people that can resonate with it. Everyone resonates with that because with each of the discussions we're having, we're empowering someone else. And that's that that pure essence light that we're all born with, right? And our experiences over time is what shadows it. And so, I mean, and that's kind of what I was talking about when I was, you know, in fifth grade eating in the bathroom. It's just, I had this light in me and all these things that happened then up to then and beyond then were just, it's like dirt on top of the this beautiful, perfect orb, right? And so what we need to do is continue to tap into that light and let it shine. And yeah. part of what I know that I do Look at my branding, look at my hair, look how crazy I am. Sometimes I give people permission to be more of themselves because that's the thing that people want to connect to people buy from people, people promote people, right? Because the values are in alignment, not just because of what you do. There's a huge issue in terms of hiring. So people very, you know, focus in terms of corporate of what are the skill sets and they don't look at the personality. Yeah. Right. And we all know the the difference between ability and willingness and always hire someone who's willing, even if they don't have the ability, but really stepping into that and letting more of you shine brighter Because when you're more you, which was a vulnerable thing to do, because growing up, we were told, don't be you yeah. because we're socialized to conform. But if you're doing this thing online, the way to stand out is to step into your unique voice. No one else can be you. No one else can do this because if you're trying to be a copycat, or you're trying to be a version of someone else, a mini version of whatever it is, it is not an integrity. You'll never be able to sell because why would someone buy from you when they could go to the original source? Yeah. yeah. So really stepping into that empowered state and say, look, we all learn from other people, but what's your take? What's your story? What's your experience that people can rally around? And like you say, with, we're both in marketing, communications, online and it's a massive business and there's loads of people in it, but there's space for everyone. Because like you say, people come to your personality. It, they don't necessarily I mean just listening to us. They will say, well, I like the way those ladies are speaking. I love the message. Or they'd be like, Kat, whoa, that's just way too much. <laughs> like, and I'm okay with that. But then maybe like our conversation enables some of my people to find you, who's yeah. way more calmer. <laughs> Right. But like, that's the thing is, is like, how, how do we rise together and not just one above the other? Yeah, 
is and it, it's supporting each other because we might do similar things but we don't do the same and our work can complement each other and this is the whole idea where I've done this group and then I've done the power collaboration which mm -hmm. is going to be it's going to grow I haven't done much with it this month because the International Women's Day stuff has kind of gone mad but the, just a little bit um, but the whole idea of the power co collaboration is that people can come together that we can work together as a business we can work together on workshops or retreats or anything you might just have a project that you need to amplify a message and maybe three people are better than the one and that right there that I mean, because here's what's happening. People are going, and I'm just going to speak because this is, you know, kind of is what I do. They go online looking for this transaction of they meet someone and they go, they size them up and they go, okay, will this person buy from me? And it's such the wrong question. Yeah. The question is, what can I do for this person? How can I make this person's day better? There is something within my network, within my ability, within my resource, even if it's just a smile that day, that will improve that person's life because there's opportunity behind every connection. So you might have a conversation with someone and maybe they don't buy from you, but maybe they know where you might have a speaking opportunity. Maybe they have a podcast. Maybe they have someone that you can talk to that can then open up all those doors. But people are so hyper-focused on trying to get a sale that they leave all of this money and all of this opportunity behind because they're so dead in the sand, right? And it's kind of like walking on the beach. If you're so focused on a single grain of sand, look at the beauty that you're missing all around you. Yeah. And that's part of what we're looking at when it comes to valuing the relationship over the transaction is when we approach things from a place of service first, we actually achieve more faster than if we're hyper-focused on just making sure the credit card clears. Yeah, and I think... Going back to the whole COVID idea, and we've seen so many people either lose their business or when they've been employed and they get redundancy or something. Don't see it as a negative. See it as a positive. This is a time to pivot. You've, we've had this time to go within. Mm -hmm. How many, how many of us have started meditating or gone back to meditating so we know how we feel? We felt that case of calm. And then, and it's in that calm stillness when the little messages come in. I used to call it intuition. I know now it's my guides and everyone. It's the universe telling me, but it is listen to them because the times I've ignored them and then thought, no, I should have done that. This is where it's positive. That redundancy gives you the chance to start a business. Maybe the people have got a hobby that they love and it's always best when, you, when you're doing something you love, it doesn't feel like work. It's not a job. It's just sharing. And I think from where we're just sharing, our passion for what we do comes through. And I think people can see that. And if if someone's struggling and think, no, where's the future? It's here. It's all around us. It's in these communities that are being set up to support each other. And just go and ask a question and just see, because something I did want to so I've spoken to one other person. So I hope you don't mind me putting it out here whilst we're on Facebook. But I think with so many wonderful women, I think there's a chance for us to offer mentorship to young women, to women that want to pivot and just say, yes, we are here. We can listen. We can advise because that's something I'd love to do. And if anyone else listening wants to join that, I... Because to mentor, it's giving him back. It's giving back, and there's a few. I mean, it's why we do what we do, which is if only I had known some of the things that I know now, right? Yeah. Um, and there's there's value. 
one of the reasons I go very high ticket is because it's actually honoring the client. So, so many of us, myself included, back when I first started doing stuff, bought those cheap things, 17, seven, you know, I'm in the US, so dollars, right? 47 even, right? How often have you actually utilized that content? Charging high ticket is in service of the other person because it requires them to show up because they've invested in themselves. And when you have someone who can actually produce results and that you're and you're working with the right level person, yeah. and here's the thing, it's a 200% sum game, meaning yeah. you have to show up 100% and do the work. You have to own the fact whether or not you actually showed up and followed the process. Yeah. And then the, the coach, the, the strategist, the consultant, they themselves have to show up. They have to provide you the structure and the support to be able to achieve the results. When those two things happen, whew, magic. Yeah. But- all of that, getting to that place of ownership of your actions, ownership of your being, ownership of whatever mindset has everything to do with how you decide to show up and the internal work that you're doing on yourself. I mean, I think entrepreneurs are the most, you know, woke people. Not all of them are woke. Some of them are just awake and they're not necessarily woke yet, but it's because we've done the internal work. It's why we tend to congregate around each other and support each other, especially when we hear someone start talking about, you know, energies and you're like, oh, oh it's my person. <laughs> Because so many people aren't attuned to that, but the most successful people are, which just demonstrates the capability of an individual to be successful has everything to do with the internal work they're doing. So long as they're also doing the external work of learning the skill sets, applying them and continuing to be willing to fail. Yeah. I I think that just saying that, that being willing to fail, that takes some of the most bravery that anyone can bring. It sucks. You know, it's not fun, but where did we learn the most, exactly. right? We've all done it. We've all gotten back up after we fell from the bike and all this other stuff. And very rarely do people actually ever get it right the first time. Yep. It takes practice. And that's what people get frustrated with, right? There's this expectation. It's kind of like the Disney movies. If you expect, my husband always says that Disney movies ruined me in terms of it relates to romance. Cause I'm like, where are my flowers? <laughs> There's the, the pedals all over the floor and like the big bow on a brand new car every year with its five tennis bracelets, right? Like, no, <laughs> it's not actually how it works. A lot of people aren't wired that way. I mean, I'm more than happy for people to reach out to him and give him ideas, but you know, the expectations are wrong. You need to right size them. And yeah. the thing is, is that things can happen faster, but it's only two investments. It's either time or money. And the one that you're running out of is always time. Yeah. So you get to choose, but be empowered by your decisions and understand that you made it. No one forced it on you. Yeah. Make the decision, be empowered by the decision and see it through. Because the more you don't do that, the more time you're putting between you and your success. Oh, absolutely love that. Love that. And the more I find, the more I do something that makes me squirm that I need to move forward, that's when I get the biggest breakthroughs. And once you've been doing that, and sometimes you do that work and you'll fall back. I think we all fall back at sometimes, but it's always easier and quicker because you've done the work. It's so much easier when you get up again. Exactly. Just had this conversation with my client, like group of my clients um, on Friday, which was, you know, does it get easier as you continue to achieve more and more success? And I said, it's not that it gets easier. It's that you can get through it faster, which means that there's more time to enjoy which makes it feel easier. So they talk about new level, new devil. And sometimes I think it's new level, same stupid 
devil showing his just changed outfits. <laughs> but that's part of our contract. That's part of what we're here to experience is to break a cycle. So what is it that we received or, you know, um, observed growing up? Did we observe, all right, I saw my parents struggle and work hard and barely get by. So that means for me to be successful, I have to just murder myself as it relates to working, right? Or is it, oh, I just, whatever the story is, what is it that you're perpetuating? And what is it that you're passing on to the next generation? What are you willing to break? And what are you willing to put in in order to break that cycle? Definitely, definitely. And quite often when you see the same things coming up again, they're your triggers. And it's the reason it comes back is because you didn't learn the first time. I'm told that quite regularly with the men I meet. I'm <laughs> terrible, but I, I will learn. I will learn. <laughs> and that right there, like I think a lot of success in life has everything to do with determination. I mean, it's one of the first qualifiers that I look for with anybody that I work for. You got to be hungry. You got to want it. Even when it feels so far out of reach, if you want it, I can work with that. But if you're just sitting there waiting for an easy, buzzy, easy button approach where you're some magic funnel, some magic script, some magic something being is going to help you achieve your goals, then you're not in the right space because it's not about that. It's about actually doing the work, learning, implementing, and then creating a process that you can pass off to someone else so that you can still do the work that you love. Yeah. But you got to go through it first. Yeah. And once you can do that, you're then in the position to help others to do exactly the same. And it's always, it's that thing where you said, when you started the conversation, where you said, who turns around and says, come on, help that person up. It's the people like you and I that do that because we've learned the lessons and we know how we can help and we can move further. Yeah. But it, it, it's doing that because when you first start out, those first clients will be the ones that you're going to be giving the help up to get to the next step and to the next step. And there's always someone else. Yes, we're good. We're damn good at what we do. But there's always going to be one person that we look up to, the people that we look up to. That's where we're aspiring to be but it won't be long and we'll be up there because of the work that we're doing and the connections and everything we're making. Well, and it's good to know our swim lane, right? Like, you know, there's things, all of this experience um, stacks on itself until you get to a place where you have enough data that you may not necessarily have to experience the thing, but you have enough information to be able to make a decision. I'm in a place in my business where I'm like, I don't necessarily want to learn how to do that. So I'm going to hire an expert who does. Yeah. But I have enough understanding around other things that I have an assessed value of what that level of support provides for me and what it enables me to do. What it enables me to do is when I have those people doing the things that I don't want to do anymore, makes means that I have the time to spend it to continue to do the money generating activities, yeah. right? And so I stay in my swim lane, in my area of brilliance. And anytime I start deviating, that's when things start slowing down, right? And so I know that I'm here to do this with someone's life. This is my specific place in someone's business. There's someone who's going to work with them up here and there's someone who's going to work with them down here. So when I know my spot, then I can shine bright. But if I try to do this and this and this and this, I just end up being very shallow and not really deep in terms of ability to support. Yeah. And I think that's one of the first things that we need to learn. Because like you say, when a lot of people start out in business, they think they have to offer everything to everyone. And 
sort of throw out that net as wide as possible. Well, it's a lack mindset. Because if I say, if I narrow myself in any way, shape or form, then I'm not going to be able to get more money. I'm not going to be able to receive more, which is actually the opposite. It's actually creating your inability to receive because you're not standing for anything. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's almost saying to people, yes, I was saying that, yes, COVID has given us the chance to move forward. But before we spring forward, we need to take that time and see what it really is that we love, what it is that we, what that niche is what it is that we need to work on and what we could specialize in that we can add that value and then anything else that's needed you get to the stage as you say that you bring others in to do it because all the time you're beaving away doing all these different things you can't be doing what you were sent on this earth to do what your true purpose and vision is because it's being diluted by doing all the other work that surrounds it. Yeah. And and to kind of come back to a point of it's all iterations, like the lead boss, you know, I was a business coach, accountability coach, a profit coach, a something coach, right? Life coach at some point, it's been iterations. And so when we tighten the reins on having to create perfection right off the bat, and there'll be iterations from here, but every time we work with someone, every time we have a new experience, it provides a new level of clarity and you can't cash a, a check for clarity, right? Like that's not something you can't write a check and spring it to the bank and be like, hey, you know, but what you can do is cash an ability to be able to build a skill set, sell it, and be able to provide support to someone else. That's when you're doing those deposits into other people's lives and accounts. That's when you're able to write a check to yourself when you decide. And that becomes a very empowering experience. But it only happens when we give ourselves permission to not do it perfectly, but to do it. Yeah. And that makes that is one of the th- one things that keeps people where they are because they want to be perfect before they start. I'd far rather do it and then say, whoops, that didn't work, but that bit did because I've done it. Hence why we said like yesterday's <laughs> yesterday's live, I misspelled my name. How can I misspell my name? But that's me trying but to talk. Did it. Exactly. Exactly. But did that dilute the message? It didn't at all. And that's what people seem to realise and that's or don't seem to realise. It's the ones that say, yes, they will take the action before it's it's fully nailed down. Whereas others will wait and wait until everything's perfect. And before they know it, that that whole yeah. thing, that dream's gone. <laughs> right, right. And, and we see it with people who haven't been able to do that. And then they start criticising others. They start tearing them down because it makes them feel better about themselves and their lack of contribution to humanity. So, you know, check yourself, right? Are you self-sabotaging by criticizing others, by spending time doing things you shouldn't be doing, by not doing anything, right? Like self-sabotage happens in all kinds of shape or forms. You know, do you take naps when you're supposed to be doing something. Now, I'm not saying naps are wrong. I love naps to help me refresh, not from avoiding work, right? Are you doing things that unintentionally sabotage your ability to succeed? Like the first step in all of that is to notice, just notice how much effort it takes you to do the thing that you should be doing and how much easier it would be if you really started with that in the first place. Yeah. I mean, we've said about like the work I've been doing this month yes it's put my profile higher and higher and I have had a few try and knock especially over the last week but I thought about it and I thought 
I, I need to thank them because the fact that they're trying to knock me down means I've actually got high enough that someone wants to knock me down. <laughs> it's not fun. It's never fun. But you're just kind of like, all right, thanks. Fuck you. Thanks. I'll keep going. Sorry, I just I had to. <laughs> Sometimes it does, but that's given me even more oomph to say, yeah, I'm going to do this. And But it's this is where you see the difference. These That's the difference between the leaders the, and the followers. And I've never been... I've never been a sheep. I will never be a sheep. I will always be a leader and nothing's going to change that. Love it. <laughs> and I have just seen the time. I could talk to you for ages. I really could. This is wonderful. And I know before we went live, I did ask you if you come back and be a regular guest cat. You have so much information to share. So I do hope that you will come back. And Absolutely. Be brilliant so i'd say to anyone who isn't already subscribed to the podcast make sure you subscribe because then when all the new episodes come in you know straight away so you know you can listen to them and there's they're, they're literally going up one every day at the minute because i've got that sort of schedule so i'm going to draw this interview to a close but simply going to ask you the same question as i've asked every one of my wonderful guests for international women's day every year the International Women's Day organisation has a theme for that year, and this year it's Choose to Challenge. So, Kat, could you share with us what Choose to Challenge me means to you, please? Um, you know, it's so many things, but I think it's choose to challenge what is considered normal and standard. Um, you know, really looking at how you can not only improve your own life, but looking at how you could support others and not from a place of taking away from you, but in a way that not only gives to them, but allows you to receive as well. So whether, you know, however that looks like for you in terms of your belief, for me, it has a lot to do with parents in terms of, you know, being able to, I mean, my why is I want to help my entrepreneur time stricken and they're typically parents, um, be able to reclaim their time and make more money so that they can spend time with their kids. Um, because I remember not always having the support around me that I wanted. So, you know, women, you know, single moms, like my heart goes out and you are amazing creatures, human beings, uh, just assets to the human race. And so choose to change, change yourself so that you can raise, you know, rise, help other people rise with you. Oh, that is absolutely wonderful. It just leaves me to say a massive, massive thank you, Kat. I'm going to look again. We've had all these people. I mean, you've probably seen all the wonderful messages. We've definitely got some ladies that we can reach out to after this that have said the most gorgeous things. And it's so lovely to have all everyone watching and listening. And I hope you come back. And also, if something's resonated with you, please share this. Share the podcast episode. Share the video, the live stream with people that you feel it will resonate with because then it's we're just sharing that message as far and wide as we can. So thank you, Kat. Thank, thank you, you for being my guest. And I look forward to when you can be my guest again. And I will be seeing you tomorrow night where we're doing the grand finale. And that's 7pm UK time. And we're hopefully going to get as many ladies as possible. And we're close on... 200 women that have joined this movement and that's just in what 30 days 
We've got 200 women that want to share and empower and inspire others. So that is wonderful. So it just leaves us to say thank you and goodbye to everyone. Thank you, Kat. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast. We hope you have enjoyed the content shared. Please share with others who would like to enjoy these interviews and discussions. If you would like to support the podcast, please follow the link in the episode description. If you want to be a guest on the show, reach out and let's discuss next steps. Until the next time, enjoy your listening.